What's up, man? Hey, Ben. How are you? Uh, well, I got a question. Are you going to be at the grand opening on Friday? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so for the Either people all day. Uh, in the Bristol area, in the Tri-Cities area, come hang out. Uh, Doc will be there. Um, I, I unfortunately will not be there, but you'll have, you'll have Katie there. You'll have my brother, Andy, you'll have, uh, Jill's going to be there. The provider in that office, uh, my sister Kelly and Yaz will be there. I'm sure we'll have even, even more, uh, uh, more people coming in and, and Katie will, will, will probably put that in the comments. We've got a, uh, such a great Katie staff over there. there with, that's right. That's right. With, uh, gosh, Julia, the whole crew. Um, how's your day been? Good. Fantastic. Fantastic. You ready? You ready to, yours? you ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's do uh, it. All right, guys, we're going to get to the questions here. I'm seeing they're coming in. Um, go ahead. If you have a question for doc, put in the comments, we're going to get to that in the second half of the show. Uh, but to start, uh, we're going to take questions that came in throughout the week. And I'm going to start with this one that came on Instagram um, because I actually think this is, uh, this is just a common question. Uh, I've been off of Ozempic for two and a half months now, and I've started putting back on weight. I still have plenty of refills and want to get back on it. Well, I have trouble losing weight the second time. No. I mean, you need to get back on it until you are sure that your weight is ideal for you. And then um, maybe once you figure out how your dietary pattern goes and other things that may be involved, um, like stress eating, not enough sleep, high cortisol levels, et cetera, um, then you may be able to titrate off of it. You know, the thing, I don't know what you currently weigh or anything, but the thing about obesity is obesity is a chronic metabolic disease. It is not um, something that you just get on something for a month or two and then you cure it. Usually it's a disease of insulin resistance and whether it be by genetic predisposition or um, it, it may go all, all the way back to what you ate as a baby, what your mom ate when she was pregnant with you that can predispose you to um, obesity. As you know, obesity runs in families without a doubt. Now, can you overcome this? For sure. But for a lot of people, it's a chronic metabolic disease, just like diabetes and hypertension and um, that need to be chronically treated the rest of your life you know it's it's hard to say but definitely it'll work just as well if you get back on it you might want to start back out at the, you know the low dose 0.25 milligrams and work your way up but um ozempic's a great um a great product it really we've used it thousands of times over the past two years and had a lot of success sometimes i'm able to get people because of the expense of it if your insurance doesn't cover it or um you just can't control those carb cravings, then, um, you know, I'll, I'll switch you over to metformin, which, um, you know, is also a diabetic medicine we use in non-diabetics for weight loss and for a lot of other purposes. But um, so, yeah, get back on it and come in and follow up with us. Make sure you're up to date on your Cleveland panels and we'll look at your insulin resistance, see how you're changing your dietary patterns. Again, we, we even have a psychologist, Dr. Robin Branca on our staff that's that meets with people about um, strategies to, um, you know, avoid overeating, whether it be by um, cravings or, um, 
you know, the psychology of eating. Go back to some of the podcasts we've done with Robin. You know, there's a lot to it. Um, a lot of good strategies to avoid getting back in bad patterns. So that's what makes treating obesity so difficult is that it's multifactorial. You know, you need help to get there. Like I said before, many times this is not um, lack of willpower. There's really no such thing as willpower, in my opinion. It's a metabolic disease that needs to be treated. I'm not saying you will always be on a medication for it, but um, it usually takes a while. Um, uh, so I hope that helps you get back on it and come back and, and visit us. Uh, that's a great question there. I'm going to move on to uh, a question that uh, and, relates. And the other to... thing, let me let me add one more thing. Sure. Ozempic, as of last week, has been approved for the two milligram dosage, so it's it's approved for double what it was. So now, uh, I wrote several two milligram uh, per week doses today. So um, well, what does that mean? If you're stalled out, it's just double the dose. One milligram was the highest doses dose previously. So now we can double it and get a lot more weight loss out of it. So, um, and fortunately they're giving coupons that may make it more affordable when you go from the one to the two milligrams. So come see us about that and we'll, we'll try to work that out, especially if you've stalled, but it's, it's kind of exciting news that they have approved the two milligram dose of Ozempic, uh, which is the same thing as Wegovy. It's the same exact medicine, and Regovi goes even a little higher. You just can't get it there. They didn't make enough of it. So um, come talk to us about uh, semaglutide. That's what it, the uh, generic name is for it. So That's uh, fa fascinating. There's a lot of strategies in involved with that. And um, it seems that this is, you know, a, a question around perfect aminos, which you mentioned in today's note. Um, will taking perfect aminos be before morning workout break my fast? Listen to your podcast on protein today. I weigh 190. Uh, and then the second question is how many tablets should I take? Um, uh, great question. No, it won't break your morning fast. You know, it doesn't have any carbohydrates in there. And it's also vegan. It's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. Um, I prefer it, at 190, you need to take probably depending on the condition you may have. Um, uh, sometimes I go up on the dose if you're recovering from extreme workouts, like, you know, whether it be a 10K, a triathlon or a marathon. Uh, but in general, you're going to take eight pills at the same time. That's why I like to, I prefer the powder. Um, two scoops of the powder is what does me, you know, almost 170 pounds. Uh, so, um, if you're recovering, I'll go up on the dose. Sometimes I'll use, um, you know, up to three to four scoops a day, but I do like perfect aminos. Um, they, they tend to work really well. They're, the absorption is the difference. Not only are you getting the branch chain amino acids, you're getting the other, uh, nine essential amino acids and it, it's just absorbed better, um, than any other form that I've found so far. So. Um, I think that's what I found. I found that most interesting in the in the podcast episode was around protein absorption, where you know you're really even even with eggs, which you said was the best absorption of protein, you're still you know only getting half of the protein that's in it. You're still only absorbing half, and uh, and and I think that's interesting with you know nitrogen balance and. Uh, and, and just waste versus utilization. 
super interesting. Yeah, that's that's an interesting podcast when you take a deep dive on nitrogen balance. Um, it's really interesting. You know, when the soil gets depleted of nitrogen, you can't grow your food there. So um, nitrogen is really important in there. Um, and, but anyway, go, go listen to the podcast and try the perfect aminos. You know, you can go on the Internet and get them. Um, All right. So this is a life extension multivitamin and B complex question. Um, so the question is, if I do the life extension multi and the life extension B complex, most of the B vitamins are not quite doubled up, but close. The question is, so should I do, should I just do the multi and leave off the B complex? I do not, I have not been doing either and wanted to add, add my next supplement now. So it seems they're not doing easier. Yeah. Probably easier just to add the multi because the multi is pretty good. That multi, the two a day life extension is potent. It's about 10 times more potent than a, a uh, something like a Centrum. But, uh, and, and take it with food because it's so potent, it may make you a little nauseated if you don't. But uh, that's probably good. And then check your Cleveland and make sure your, your B vitamins are uh, adequate. Um, and then you can, you know, B vitamins are water soluble. So, you, you know, you're not going to take too, too many of them. Um, so... I'd probably get on the two a day and then check some levels and see where you, you are and, and see how you feel on it. Um, you know, some people just won't absorb B12 in a, a pill form. They have to do it by shot or under the tongue. So, you know, check your B12 levels. But there's a lot in there. There's a lot in that two a day. All right. Thank you for, for that question there. This is going to be a, a, a fun one, uh, just because I've actually heard quite a bit about uh, cricket protein. Uh, what are your thoughts on the benefits of consuming cricket uh, protein powder? Is this something that you've uh, gotten educated on or, or heard much about? I, I tasted one uh, one time. It was a cricket. It wasn't protein powder. <laughs> it was an actual cricket. It's a delicacy in some countries, but... Uh, and they don't taste bad, but, um, you know, I, you're going to have to have a lot of crickets, I think, in there to get enough in your protein powder. Um, you know, <laughs> again, I like the, the aminos uh, a little better, but I'm not against it. I mean, you know, it's, it's at least it's not whey or, or, or soy powder. Those are the, you know, two that are hardest to absorb. Um, uh, and dairy certainly not good on a lot of people. So I just don't have enough experience to, to tell you what the ingredients are in your cricket powder. But um, I'll look at that too. I just, the thought of consuming crickets, you know, <laughs> bugs. Cricket protein. Pl- I, I love it. I, I think that's super cool. It's, uh, I, I haven't tried it myself, but that might be, uh, next up for the me. The one I had, the, the cricket I had, had dark chocolate on top of it. So maybe that masked the taste a little bit. I don't know. Um, this is an HCG question. And we, we, we touched on this last week. Um, can HCG be used for hormone therapy and weight loss at the same time? Well, um, it's the same uh, hormone, human chorionic gonadotropin, but we use it for weight loss. We use it for a very short period of time, along with a very calorie-restricted diet, very specific diet. Um, and we're using daily injections of it instead of when we use it for hormones, we're using it twice a week. Um, so, you know, 
one thing I do tell people because it's a fertility drug, if you're on, if you're a woman and you're on HCG, you got to, you make sure you don't get pregnant during that because it will um, act as a fertility drug. Um, so actually I had a couple people in the years since I've been doing this, get pregnant. And they were very happy about it. Of course, if you're pregnant, get off any diet, but you know, HCG is a pretty cool hormone. Um, it, so the diet's just a very quick way to lose weight. It's safe. It, you may get tired. Um, you may get a little dizzy unless you're hydrated. You don't want to work out when you're on it, but it's just for fast weight loss. It targets abnormal fat quickly. If you need to kind of reset and nothing else is working, um, it's very helpful. I like it. Um, but for um, hormone therapy, for of course, for uh, pregnancy in women, you're going to use a high dose, like five to 10,000 units for um, testosterone boost. Uh, you use anywhere from 500 to 1,000 uh, units twice a week. So I usually don't use them together for the same thing. Now, some people have done the ACG diet and they feel so great. Their joint pains are better. They feel better than they've ever felt. Some of that may be because they're on a calorie restricted diet, which tends to make you feel better as well, kind of like fasting does. Um, and a lot of it is probably due to the anti-inflammatory effects of the ACG hormone itself. Um, so some people feel so good on it. I'll leave them on a couple doses a week. So kind of morph them into, uh, stand on HCG for a little longer. Again, you know, it's off label. Uh, it's not FDA approved for weight loss. It's for fertility, but of course is Positions we can use that uh, off-label, perfectly legal. So, um, so good question. So I would, if you need to lose weight, do the weight loss, and then then we'll, uh, you know, use it for testosterone uh, maintenance. So not the same time, um, but you can transition into from hormone or weight loss to hormone. What's well, different doses is, but of course, when you're on the ACG diet, it's also going to have the effect of boosting your T. So right. Um, all right, let's see here. This is a, a, a common question we get um, because we, we do a lot of weight loss. Looking for some advice on loose stomach skin after weight loss. Does your office offer any non-surgical treatments for this? Um, and I think, uh, I think the Evolve, um, the Evolve yeah, we, device yeah. has that. Uh, go yeah, ahead that's and talk. What we do. That's what we use it for. Yeah, that's what we use it for. We have a, a very expensive piece of machinery called the Evolve device. And... It's, in my opinion, better than cool sculpting because it's a more even. Sometimes with cool sculpting, especially if you're not really experienced in using it, you can, that freezing of the fat can leave areas between those bars you put on the fat, and it can leave a really uneven surface, dimpling, et cetera. With the, the Evolve, it's, it's more of a radio frequency heating, and it also um, tightens and tones. So it's a really... In my opinion, it's a great treatment. You know, you can go by the JC office where we have this machine and let Kelly look at you and show you some of the before and after. Again, it's permanent fat loss and it's not painful at all. The other thing about cool sculpting is, although it, it works, you know, by freezing it, you know, not only do you get some uneven results sometimes, um, it's kind of painful as well. This is not painful, um, but it's, it's a great treatment great treatment for it because wow. it tightens up as well as burn as melt the fat 
it tightens everything up because it has an electrostimulation uh, mode to it as well. And now we have a new head that does both at one time. So we're really excited about that. And Katie just put in there that you can, they're going to be at the Bristol office if you want to stop by Friday and talk about that. I think they're going to talk quite a bit about um, Evolve in particular and uh, some of the other uh, procedures that they're doing, her and Yaz. Uh, so definitely check that out. Thank you for that question. Um, let's get to, um, let's see, this is another another multivitamin question the multivitamin also has a significant amount of c d3 magnesium zinc and quercetin uh which i've been taking separately so i guess i need to adjust those is that um is that kind of the way you look at it or just um, in addition I'll still to take i'll still take the the multi along with your extra c um d3 i like a high dose of d3 and uh magnesium i like to take separately at night there's not enough in there in my opinion, to keep you going. Uh, zinc, maybe, you know, zinc is probably good enough in there. Unless you're sick, like extra doses of C and zinc and quercetin, you don't have to take, you know, separately all the time. When you're sick, you definitely need to boost it up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, you know, what you're trying to do is, is <laughs> it's a lot of pills to take. So what you're trying to do is, um, if possible, decrease the amount of pills you have to swallow and also for the economics of it. Um, matter of fact, I'm coming up with uh, some of my own vitamins that I'm having formulated um, that we'll talk about at another date, but um, I'm gonna have uh, my own special Dr. Rogers uh, immune formula that you have several things in one pill um, for when you don't feel good to get sick, et cetera, and maybe as a maintenance for some people if your immune system tends to pick up a lot of things. And also I'm gonna have a, a uh, Dr. Rogers stress relief formula. That ought to be in pretty soon. Um, where I'm gonna have ashwagandha and uh, probably L-theanine and um, saffron in one pill. So you can take a combination, save money and swallow, swallow it one pill. Uh, yeah. You may have to take two of them, but. I, I'm excited to talk more about uh, about those formulations because I, I know, um, you know, people are wondering, you know, we've, we're taking all these vitamins and then, you know, you take another vitamin that has some of the a vitamin you're already taking, you know, how do you, yeah. how do you kind of strategize around that? So we'll talk, we'll talk more about that uh, as, yeah. as we roll, uh, roll that vitamin brand out. Uh, we're super pumped about that. It's called a, Katie put in the comments there is uh, called the Dr. Rogers Immune Complex. Um, I believe that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. The Immune Complex. So kind of be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, let's see here. Let's get to a uh, – this is a an interesting question. Let's see. Any suggestions for nausea prevention for a 10-hour straight flight? A uh, little context here is – Usually use Dramamine for shorter flights, but wondering if it would be okay to sleep the whole flight and not move around any to prevent blood clots. I think this is a really good question. So not move around to prevent blood clots. You need to move around to prevent blood clots. One thing I would do for that if I was on a 10-hour flight is put some support hose oh. on. Wiggle your toes and all that. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people can sleep on the flight using Dramamine. Um, 
you know, if you have a tendency to get motion sickness, you can also just call the office. We'll phone it in for you. Um, use a patch, a transderm scopolamine patch. So we use those quite a bit. Um, you know, and I always remember when you travel, always have a little medical kit with you that has an antibiotic in it, maybe like a Z-Pack and also some Zofran for nausea and vomiting in case you catch a bug or need it. You know, you put it under your tongue. It helps really quickly, very safe. So um, I'm not against Dramamine uh, at all. It, may, it definitely is going to help you sleep. But you might even try a uh, the scopolamine patch behind your ear. Um, you put it on behind your ear uh, like maybe 10, 12 hours before your flight and then keep it on uh, for 10 or 12 hours after your flight. And it, it works really well. Um, probably it's not going to make you as drowsy as Dramamine will. Yeah, I think... But, I think that's what they're getting to is, you know, if they do take Dramamine to control the nausea, uh, they're going to be pretty drowsy yeah. um, and, and might be sitting yeah. sitting down for a long period of time. And they 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 want to make sure that they, you know, aren't at risk for blood clots. So the uh, what I'm hearing you say is definitely try those support hose. Um, I think that's a great idea. Wiggle your toes, uh, but also, yeah. you know, potentially do something. And, and different. if you do fall asleep, then. Uh, contact the flight attendant and put your legs out in the aisle and have her come by and massage your calves every half hour. Yeah. I'm sure they'd be glad to do that. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> don't ask them that. They're, they're stressed enough as it is. Please don't ask them that. <laughs> uh, all right. This is an apple cider vinegar question. Uh, have you tried the apple cider vinegar glucose hack yet while wearing a CGM? Um, so what they're referring to is we've, uh, we did a demo where, where Doc uh, tried on the continuous glucose monitor, and their question is, um, did you try the, the apple cider vinegar you know, while on I, it? No, I didn't. I did not do that. But, you know, that's a, it's been a while since I did the, uh, the Freestyle Libre continuous glucose monitor. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again, and I will do it and, and see. Now, Andy may have some feedback on that as well, um, you know, being a type 1. He probably uh, give you better feedback than I can on that. But uh, I need to do that. I really will do that. Now, the people that I've read have done that, and it's worked for them. Um, and I, I don't know the source that I could tell you to go to. I wish I could, but maybe I'll get that. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it because I'm going to get another one of those glucose monitors and, and try it out again. Um, do, is is Andy, up. is he doing the continuous glucose monitor? Does he, or I know he checks the sugars continuously. He's, uh, he's going to get a new Dex, Dexcom really soon, but um, I don't think he's wearing one right now. Has, it, it, does but, he, does he use apple cider vinegar? Um, I don't even know if he's tried it or not. Okay. He should. You know, type one's a little different. It's a little different beast than, you know, just regular insulin resistance. And, right. And, uh, Maybe type two. But, uh. um, let's get to this question here. The B complex has PABA in it. Um, is that an okay ingredient? PABA, P A B A. No, paraminobenzoic acid. No, we don't really like uh, PABA a whole lot. That's one thing. You know, it's there's so little bit in that life extension that I don't think it matters a lot. A whole lot. But if I could choose something without it in there, then I then I probably would. You may try orthomolecular. Um, they tend to have less um, binders in it than the life extension. It's more expensive, but it's probably a little cleaner. So, and a lot of these vitamins have that in it, unfortunately. 
Um, and some of them, like I think the life extension may have a little dextrose in it as well. So if you're a diabetic, I mean, it's such a little amount, it's probably not going to affect it, but you may be aware of that. So that's a great question. So that's something um, that, you know, as we take more and more vitamins, look for that in the ingredient list um, with the yeah. supplements. Yeah. All right. Thank you for, for bringing that to our attention uh, there with, with uh, B-Complex and, and PABA. Is it PABA or PABA? Uh, depends on where you're from. If you're from Mexico, <laughs> it's PABA. If you're from East Tennessee, it's PABA. PABA. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We're gonna get right. we're gonna get to the the live questions here. Oh, but before I do that, I, I want to make sure I, I get this in because I've I've missed this. Um, uh, we, we've talked a little bit, you and I, off um, off uh, the the broadcast here about uh, Dr. Platt uh, with Platt Wellness, and I think. Um, initially you hadn't, you hadn't done any, any research on them, but I, I, I know you've looked at it just a little bit before this, uh, uh, this broadcast tonight. What's your, but I know, I know the yeah. context of the question around Dr. Platt. It is around progesterone, uh, for, uh, kids, uh, who have ADHD. Uh, I, I think Dr. Platt is a proponent of that. Um, just give, how about, let's start with just giving your thoughts on progesterone for kids. You have any thoughts in particular, any experience? I've never used it for, uh, you know, for ADD in kids. Um, I've used L-tyrosine, which I think helps, but, um, you know, progesterone, Dr. Platt's an integrated medical doctor like me. And, um, you know, course we we do bioidentical hormones and do a lot of stuff with nutrition and he, he even's developed his own little cream five percent dr platt's uh, progesterone cream and you know progesterone is a great hormone um you know i've even used some progesterone in men to bring down their estrogen levels i've even done it myself with cream i've tried it and it does bring down your estrogen levels especially if you aromatize some of your testosterone to estradiol but um so, yeah, I think it's pro progesterone's great. I mean, it's a really good multi-purpose hormone. Um, it, it works wonders for PMS. It it's, works great for migraine headaches. It controls periods. Um, it helps moods. It helps you sleep. Um, progesterone's been termed a woman's Valium. That's the only form of hormone that I use orally would be natural progesterone at night. And it really helps insomnia. I bet I put two or three women on it today just for that purpose. Um, but um, it's just a, even in some men, I use it, like I said. Um, but you need progesterone if you're a woman for sure. Uterus or no uterus, you need progesterone for many reasons. It helps aid in weight loss. It protects your breast against too much estrogen. So, yeah, I mean, I like, I like progesterone cream. I really do. You, know, you can even get progesterone cream at a lower dose over the counter. Um, but uh, for the treatment of ADHD in kids, I haven't I haven't tried it, so I can't I wouldn't hazard a guess on that. Uh, I it can is. See, you know, I can see why it'd work maybe for you know teenage girls especially, but yeah. uh, you know I don't know what age he's treating and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to, to see. Yeah. It, it, you'd almost have to look at the other hormones it could be affecting. Um, cause yeah, that's what comes to mind. But, yeah. Uh, Cause uh, if you give one, you're going to affect another. So, right. 
All right. Well, thank you for, for riffing on that for a second there. Let's get to, to, to the comments. We're going to start with Mark. Um, Sunday is Mother's Day. Um, happy early Mother's Day to all the, all the mothers out there, including my own, uh, as well as my grandmother. I think she's watching tonight. Uh, happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, Sunday is Mother's Day. What health concerns should we be mindful of where our mother's health is concerned? Uh, do you have any recommendations for preventative measure labs and testing, et cetera? Uh, so this is all about the, the women here. Um, anything, um, anything come to mind in particular, uh, you know, that, you know, we should be coaching the, the women in our, uh, lives around prevention. Well, it is a great day on mother's day. I've always told my patients, there's two people you should listen to in your life, your mom and your wife, because they're going to tell you, especially for men, they're going to tell you, you know, the truth. Um, but it, it reminds me of my own mom. Oh, she was around. Uh, as a matter of fact, I told this story today. I think it's so good. Uh, my mom was a great mom and she was very naive though. You know, that, of course, this was back in the sixties and seventies when I was growing up and, you know, mom was such a good mom and, uh, but naive, just sweet, naive one one day, I told one of my patients this today, one day she was working in her flower garden in the yard and one of my best friends, mom wandered by and she yelled at my mom, hey, Doris, um, I need to talk to you. And she goes, did you know that there was a pot party over at the Toomey's last Saturday night? And uh, my mom goes, oh really? Was it a covered dish affair? <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, that's party. hysterical. And I, I, I believe. called marijuana. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> summed up my mom. She, it was so good. But yes. anyway, yeah, that's a great statement, Mark. You know, Sunday is Mother's Day, and that's why we're having Mother's Day special all week this week in all our offices, because mothers are special. I mean, you know, women, in my opinion, are much smarter than men. And they're definitely tougher. There's no doubt that they're tougher. Uh, they have to be. And they're, they're caretakers. I mean, a lot of times I'll see, you know, because I see people as a family doctor from their whole lifespan to birth to 100 years old. And a lot of times there's a pattern you see with, with women. You know, they're a lot of times growing up, teenagers, college, after college, they're, they're lean and healthy and vibrant. And then, you know, they get married and may have to work and have kids and, and they, they have to take care of everybody but themselves. And then they kind of ignore themselves because they're, they're caretaking everybody else and they gain five pounds, five pounds, five pounds. By the time they're 50 years old, they're way overweight, they're depressed. And by that time, their menopause symptoms are kicking in which will cause more weight gain and more depression and uh, more moodiness and irritability. Women's hormones are a lot more, you know, there's four hormones that women have to worry about and they cycle. So, you know, it's, it's really difficult hormonally for a woman. It's easy for a man. We're simple creatures. Um, you know, maybe that's why we're dumber, but, uh, but in any event, um, it's just more complex. And so, women need to really 
look out for themselves and what's happening to them or what can happen. Um, you know, after age 40, you know, women really uh, start having heart attacks. And then after 50, when they go into menopause, they don't have any hormones unless they're getting the correct hormone replacement. They'll have even more heart attacks, 60 even more. They have more strokes. And then, you know, as you age every decade, you get more incidence of breast cancer, which is why they need screening. You know, breast cancer is, is common. You know, we see it a lot, especially in today's toxic world. Um, and certainly uh, obesity is a major risk factor for breast cancer, as well as all the toxins that we eat in our foods. But so, yeah, it's a good time to reflect on that and treat them extra good and, you know, recommend that it's, you know, maybe start thinking about their health. Mother's Health Day, Mark would put it probably, but because he's got a great mom, too. I know his mom is a wonderful lady, Louise. Hi, Louise, if you're on there. And uh, but anyway, so, yeah, they need to start screening because they they take care of everybody else. Come in and go to Cleveland. Let us look at all your stuff. Make sure your mammograms are up to date. Make sure you had a colonoscopy at the appropriate time, skin checks, mental health checks. You know, women suffer much more from anxiety and depression than men do, probably because they're worrying about the men. Um, but so there's a lot of things that women need to do to take care of themselves. And they have to worry about Alzheimer's. You know, Alzheimer's is a woman's disease. It's four to one more prevalent in women than men. So we need to talk about mental health and uh, diabetes. Um, so uh, that's a great statement by Mark. So come in and get a Cleveland. Let us kind of go over things. To make sure you're keeping up with COVID-19. As you know, um, we found a lot more heart attacks in women, a lot more breast cancers, um, a lot more strokes. All-cause mortality went up. A lot of times because they, they just didn't get the screening test that they, they usually think about getting. I found that women are a little better about coming into the doctor than yeah. men are. Matter of fact, when a man comes in, he's usually been pushed by one of the women's wife to come in and get screened for things. But so great point. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, to all you moms out there, Mary, happy Mother's Day. We'll see you Sunday. Um, one um, thing I, I heard is definitely, you know, get something like the Cleveland and there's, there's a couple of different versions of that, no matter where you're at. Um, it, one thing that, you know, I, I talked with Robin about this and I'll explain this with endometriosis in particular was, you know, something like that is easily, you know, brushed over. And, and I think hormones can be the same thing with, with women. Uh, they, it might be seen as normal that you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So, uh, I think hormones are, are, are a big part of that, uh, as well, you know, getting your hormones checked on the Cleveland. Um, so, uh, that's my, that's my one cent. Uh, but thank you for that question, Mark. I think that's a, a very, uh, pertinent question this week. Uh, let's take care of, take care of the, the women in our life. Um, and you've got a pretty good mom too. We'll I do put that in there, Ben. You do have a very good mom. I have an amazing mother. I have an amazing mother. I love you. Uh, she's behind the camera right now. <laughs> uh, Deborah on Facebook asked my, my husband gets itching and rash on arms after being out in the sun, especially when mowing anything he can do to prevent or help with the itching. This is, uh, relevant as we get into yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, I saw a good case of that in the office today. 
Yeah, I mean, you obviously have some allergies. Some people just itch when they sweat in hot weather. Um, so definitely you can take a Claritin or Zyrtec, maybe even a Pepsi AC that uh, you think of as a stomach pill, but it helps uh, prevent mast cell release, which is involved in the inflammatory allergic reaction process. Um, right now is a terrible time because all the pollen's out and everybody has allergies right now. Um, you know, you, you could take a Benadryl, but you'd be really tired. I wouldn't do that. I'd take more of a Claritin or maybe a Zyrtec if it doesn't make you too drowsy. Allegra is another one that's non-drowsy. Um, those are some obvious things you can do. Um, and, you know, stay away from inflammatory foods. They can make, uh, some people can eat and make their selves itch because they're allergic to certain foods like glutens or um, corn or nightshade vegetables or dairy, some people eggs. Um, so yeah, take an antihistamine that won't make you drowsy before you get out. See if that doesn't, doesn't help. Um, some people get so severe, I'll give them a, a steroid shot, one in the spring, you know, aren't when the symptoms go and it really kind of can carry them through the whole season usually. Is there a time period that you would do uh, before before they get outside, just like at, at night or, or in the morning? Oh, hour maybe. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you for that, Deborah. Uh, thank you for that question. Let's get to Belinda's question here. Uh, what does Doc recommend for bone health? Hello, Ben. Hello, Belinda. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on bone health? We've touched on this a little bit. Uh, just some general, uh, general things we can do for that. Um, if you're in trouble with your bone health, if you have osteopenia or osteoporosis, I would go see uh, Jill, our provider, our PA in Bristol. Come meet her. I sent her a patient today. But um, generally for bone health, number one is exercise. Number two would probably be vitamin D with K. Remember, vitamin K helps the vitamin D bring the calcium into your bones, not your joints or your arteries. And then... Think about you're looking at bioidentical hormones. If you're of that age, if your hormones are low, you need bioidentical hormone replacement. Very effective in preventing osteoporosis. Um, I, I would not take extra calcium pills. Um, you know, I, I think you should get the calcium through your food, especially green leafy vegetables. Um, and get a bone density scan to see where you stand. Um, so... Um, weight bearing exercise too and, and keep yourself uh, make yourself muscular build your muscles up because muscle health equals bone health you have no bones without muscles um, to support those bones all right there's some good tips there we talked we touched a little bit on that in the in the protein podcast so definitely check that out as well um, uh, you gave a great statement um, a week Weak muscles equals weak bones, weak brain, weak, uh, gosh, just about everything. Uh, it was like a, a trickle effect. Um, okay, weak let's... hormones, weak, yep. weak neurotransmitters, weak enzymes, weak stomach, um, weak intestines. Yeah, I mean, you need those proteins. So. Um, okay, let's get to Aram here. Uh, what's up, Aram? Uh, I think it's, uh, gosh, I want to, I know it's Georgia, um, Hiwassee. Hiwassee, Georgia, I think is where it is. Uh, can we you ask, can you ask doctor, can you ask the doctor if coconut water is, is 
for electrolytes, if it's good for electrolytes, um, I watched this podcast say very good. And why not flax seeds instead of hemp seeds for fiber? Um, I mean, flax seeds are good too, but from everything I've read, it's hemp one, flax two, chia three, as far as the seeds go. But I'm not against flax seeds at all. I'm sure, whether you have the flax seeds and the flax seed oil, take the seeds themselves. I love the taste of hemp. If you haven't tasted hemp seeds, they call them hemp hearts. I put them on everything. I love them. And I eat them plain. They taste like nuts. So um, as far as coconut water, um, I don't think coconut water is everything they, it's cracked up to be. I've just never, um, and the things I've read and I've tried it myself, I just um, don't think it hurts. It helps as much as they think it does. Um I don't think it's potent enough. If I'm looking for electrolytes, I'll use some of the other things like BioLite. And what's that one you gave me, Ben? That was really good. LMNT. Uh, uh, LMNT. Yeah. And that has that has yeah, potassium like in that it one. as well. Yeah, um, but nothing against coconuts. But um, I just don't like the taste of it either myself. That's just my own personal preference. You ever I, had any, Ben? Yeah, I, I've I've had coconut uh, water. Um, you know, if it's a really hot day and I've been active, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's probably pretty good for electrolytes, but maybe not as good as say LMNT would be. Um, gosh, there's there's a lot of. Is the argument with coconut water is that there is there sugar in that? Is there sugar in coconut water? I don't think there's a lot of sugar in it. There, there's from everything I've read, some people just don't think it's the greatest it's that healthy it's not unhealthy but it just doesn't i don't think it has the amount of electrolytes that, that it should have but I, you can I would, get coconut water and add some, you add some electrolyte powder to it like lmnt i would i would know. definitely look into lmnt um let's get to d land here uh what's doc's opinion on alpha gal syndrome ags also called alpha gal allergy, red meat allergy, or tick bite meat allergy. A friend has this condition and it's been nearly uh, near one year. Uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, that's a really interesting thing. I haven't done any research on that in a long time because I did have a patient with it. Um, it's a very complex disease. It's hard to treat. Um, you know, I wish I had, it, it is, it ties up your mast cells and throws your gut microbiome off and um, you'll develop a meat allergy. Um, you know, one thing that I do on the Cleveland panel is include a TMAO blood test. It'll tell me whether or not that you should um, cut back on your red meat. And that test is, is kind of a, uh, might be a good thing for them to get. Um, to see what the levels are and see if cutting down on red meat um, and maybe even doing some, you know, some testing for lime. And, uh, it's just a different animal, but um, and I'm not an expert on it. Um, it's probably more of it out there than we know. We just don't check for it much in the, in the medical field. But it's, it's a toughie. And I'll, I'll try to come up with, you know, I really did some research on it last year, but I can't remember what we ended up doing for that patient. I think it was a lot of different things, but um, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I wish I had better answers for you, D-Lynn, but I'll try to 
do a little more research on it. That's an interesting one. Thank you for that question, D-Land. They may, they may respond to LDN, maybe a good treatment for it. Um, you know, we use a lot of LDN, low-dose naltrexone, for a lot of autoimmune and anti-inflammatory conditions. It's not going to hurt you. Um, matter of fact, when Andy went to uh, down in Florida last week for the, his uh, A4M meeting, uh, one of the the COVID speakers, long COVID, long holler syndrome speakers, said that every uh, long COVID patient ought to be on LDN. Hmm. And uh, so I actually put a couple today on that. But uh, So maybe look up LDN for that. Um, and, and if you, um, there is an explain this episode uh, on LDN in particular, where we basically describe exactly what low-dose naltrexone is versus uh, the naltrexone you, you've probably heard of before. Um, the difference in doses changes the use of it and, and what it does. It's very fascinating. Uh, so you can check that out. Let's get to um, Motaz's question on YouTube. Motaz asks a question that might seem dumb. It probably is, but bear with me. Uh, I'm sure it's not dumb, Motaz. Uh, no, Dr. Dr. Motaz, there's no way. This guy's <laughs> one of the smartest guys I know. So it's not going to be a dumb question. It's probably going to be over my head. Um, if you only have a budget for either Samorlin or HCG, which would the doc recommend? Uh, I recognize that they are different and do different things, but I like them both. Or can I do Samorlin and use Clomid to replicate or come close to what HCG does? That's yeah, question. that's what I would do. Again, the, you know, those injectables kind of get expensive. But um, again... Testosterone is an anabolic steroid. It builds up, especially muscle, but everything else. But Samorlin, which stimulates, it's kind of like a replacement for, for growth hormone, which is out of the world expensive, can't use it legally in Tennessee, and could have side effects like raising your sugars up. But So Samorlin is a fairly affordable injectable that, um, is a secretagogue, meaning that it stimulates your own production of growth hormone. And so I do like it. A, a growth hormone, thereby Samorlin, is a repair hormone. So, you know, it's a good complement to testosterone, especially as you age and you lose your own natural levels of growth hormone. Um, so I'd, I would probably go that route. ACG for testosterone boosting is a little different. Uh, the reason we use ACG for testosterone balance is um, it, it takes the place of luteinizing hormone, which is a signal from your brain, your testicles to make testosterone. So especially in a younger person, um, ACG will do several things to somebody who's either not on testosterone and just use it, uses it to stimulate testosterone production or fertility or somebody that's on testosterone that wants to remain fertile and doesn't want a lot of testicular shrinkage. That's when we use um, ACG uh, for that purpose. So, yeah, I think a good uh, strategy would be to um, take, make sure you take your tea, uh, Samorlin, and you can use Clomid in a low dose. It'll be, it'll be pretty effective too. Um, you know, sometimes these doses as low as 25 milligram every other day for long periods of time. So you don't shut down your own pituitary gonadal axis. So that'd be probably a great strategy for most. So he figured it out himself. He knew this. He already knew this before he met. 
So I'm uh, hearing I'm com- just, combine the combine the tea with sermorlin and clomid versus the tea with with heg. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. And sermorlin that'd be that'd be expensive. Yeah. Correct. Instead of tea with HCG and some Orlin, and, and right. you go tea with some Orlin with Clomid right. as the replicator of HCG. Right. Right. All right. Thank you for that, Motaz. Great question there. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to. Uh, I see. I see Lisa's comment. I'm going. I'm going to take care of that, Lisa. I promise. Uh, I know. I, I. I missed that question last week, and I'm going to get back to you uh, personally in your inbox. Uh, I promise. I'll get back to you. Um, let's get to, let's see here, uh, Bianca. Um, I heard Bianca. someone say today that they learned they had an Alzheimer's marker for, from a 23andMe test. Could this be true? Yeah, definitely. It's called okay. the APOE gene. Um, the APOE genotype, which is on our Cleveland panel, um, there's three different uh, numbers you got to remember on this, two, three, and four. The Alzheimer's marker is the four marker. And remember, you get two genes, one from your mom, one from your dad. So you're going to get two of these markers. So the normal one, by far the most common, is a 3-3 genotype. And that means you have average risk of getting Alzheimer's. You don't have a genetic propensity to uh, get Alzheimer's. If you have a 4-4 pattern, you've got both markers for Alzheimer's. So you're about 12 times more likely to get Alzheimer's than if you have a 3-3. Some people have a 3 and 4, which means you have a little increased risk, double what a 3-3 would be. Um, And if you, interestingly, if you had a 2-3 or a 2-4, the 2 is, we call it the lottery gene. So it's a very, it's also a mutant gene, just like the 4. but the two gene is very protective against Alzheimer's. You're probably not going to get Alzheimer's if you have a two. I've seen two people in the, my many years of testing that had a two, two. So they actually had double lottery genes, you know, that's somebody you want to hang out with and, you know, cause they're going to live a long time unless they get run over by a car or, you know, again, heart disease, anything else could get you, but you know, um, so read, read, um, Dr. Bredesen's book on, or have your friend read uh, on them, uh, Dr. Bredesen, Dr. Dale Bredesen's book, The End of Alzheimer's. He talks about this gene, and he talks about a lot of other strategies that you can do to, you know, circumvent your genetics. Remember, all your genetics only determine about 15% of what's going to happen to you. So there's a lot of other ways like bioidentical hormones, exercise, vitamins, um, not getting obese. Um, and, uh, you read that book and you'll, you'll be a lot more comforted. For example, my mom who had full blown Alzheimer's, so did her mom. Um, I, I checked her, uh, her genotype when she was still living and she had a three, three, just like I have, uh, just like you have been. So even though she didn't have a marker, she still got Alzheimer's disease. Hmm. Um, so, um, but it, that is, a, yeah, definitely true. So look at your APO E and don't freak out if you've got yeah. a four, four, you know, or a three, four, um, you know, cause it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You are just more likely. So 
it's good to know it because you can do things that will prevent it. I think Alzheimer's is a preventable disease. Yeah, the, the end of Alzheimer's is a is a fantastic book, even if you're not, you know, a, a Dr. Rogers or, you know, even if you're if you're not in that that world, like it's a really good read and it'll uh, it's uh, dense. But uh, I, I think it'll help anybody by reading that book. It'll come. There's you. another genetic marker that's um, th that's for later onset Alzheimer's is the APOE gene. There's another marker. I forget the name of it right now, but it's for early onset. It's, um, I'm sure Pat Summit, who mm -hmm. died early, had it. If you get Alzheimer's really early in your 50s, you probably have a good chance of having that uh, other genetic marker that's rare. But uh, it's bad when you get that one, but uh, it's early, early Alzheimer's. Um, Bianca, thank you for, for that question there. Uh, I want to put this up here just because I'm going to educate Dad on emoji talk. Um, so Roel put... Uh, doctor podcast on protein was fire and that means that's a good thing. Oh, is that good? I didn't know what it means. I thought it may mean he burned the podcast. <laughs> so th that's, this is internet speak and Roel is saying that the protein, uh, the protein podcast was fire. Uh, uh, thank you, Roel. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and thank you for educating, uh, doc on, on some of the, the lingo here. Uh, yeah. but guys, See, I'm old. I don't, I don't know computers, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for putting that in there. I see, uh, we answered Deborah's question on the Cleveland heart panel. You do not need to have an appointment to, to get that. You can come in, uh, uh, fasting, I believe 12 hours, uh, black coffee and, and water yeah. only. Uh, even if you don't, I, I, I think that's still okay. But I think, I think you would, you would like it to be fasting, wouldn't you? Ideally. So, most of the time, but a lot of times, no. Sometimes I prefer non-fasting. As long as I know when I interpret the results that you weren't fasting, sometimes it's good to see what it does to your insulin levels if it bumped up and, you know, so really almost a more true picture as long as we know it. But you, again, you don't even have to be a patient though. You can come in and, and get a Cleveland and take it to your, if you have a different doctor, take it to them. Yep. And, uh, but there's a lot of stuff on there that, you know, your doctor may not be familiar with. Um, Bianca's okay. wanting you to spell APOE. Is that, oh, she found it. Okay. I, okay. I think it's, I think it's just A. A-P-O, uh, big A, small P-O, and then big E. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. And I see, okay, so my, my, my homework here is Lisa, I'm going to get back to you because I, I know I said I would last week. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a message uh, directly uh, on Facebook and I think we got all the questions in today. I see, um, Sonia, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming by the office. Hey, I picked up, picked up Saffron today. Awesome. Awesome. Good awesome. To, good pump, to see you, Sonia. Pump for, for you there. I know that Saffron's been one of those supplements that uh, has really changed uh, people's lives. So uh, pump for you there, Sonia. Uh, Doc, we're going to call it a night. Um, I've got my list here. I'm, Lisa, I'm going to get to you. Uh, through direct message and and take care of that question, and then. Ben, uh, good luck at the uh, NCAA tennis tournaments this weekend with the UT tennis team. Yeah, yeah, uh, thank you. Tennis team, have fun. You leave tomorrow, right? Uh, leave Thursday now. Uh, oh, Thursday. Okay. Leave Thursday. We play play okay. Saturday. Um, I think we okay. play VCU um, Saturday. So we'll uh, see how it goes. Good, luck. good VCU team. Uh, Doc, man, I appreciate the time. Happy tonight. Mother's Day to everybody and. Uh, 
come see us. We got a bunch of specials. If you want to yep. call us, you can just call them in and we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, we are we're taking prepays all week long uh, for the Mother's Day special. So if you're around one of our offices, uh, that's a great opportunity to get some discounts. And uh, like we said earlier, we have the uh, grand opening of the Bristol office uh, May 6th. Uh, we'd love to see you out there. Uh, the doc will be there. You can hang out with him as well as Jill and Andy, the whole crew. Katie will be there. Kelly Yaz. Uh, We're going to treat we... it like May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. We're going to treat it like that, but it happens to be on Friday, which is a better day to celebrate that. So <laughs> um, that's what we're going to do. A little, a little Cinco or Seis de, de Mayo. Uh, you can hang out with the – there will be two Katies there, I see, and, and Kelsey will be there uh, along with Jill. So so the whole crew will be there. It will be a blast. Uh, Doc, we're going to call it an evening. Thanks, Thank you guys right. so much. Uh, Kathy, I see you missed it, but uh, we got we, we got info on, on Dr. Platten there. And if you have a question, thank you can you. shoot me a message there. And uh, I see Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, love all you guys. You guys are the best. Motaz, thank you for the question. Uh, Katie, uh, thank you for, for all that you're doing. Thank you for being uh, behind the scenes there and making all this work. Jenny, behind the camera, thank you so much. Uh, Grandmother Mary. Uh, happy early Mother's Day to my mother. Happy early Mother's Day. I love you so much. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, with that, guys, we are going to end it, and I'm going to look for my outro, and we will be out, and here we go. See you guys. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.